Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. Hi y'all, I am a girl named Jane. I am a singer, songwriter, artist, producer, publisher uh, in the Orange County area, originally from Los Angeles, lived a long time in Pasadena. Fun fact about me, well, Lisa mentioned food. I can always talk about food. I guess, what's a fun fact? I don't know. Right before this, I had um, peanut butter and apples. I love peanut butter and apples. Oh, me too. Do you have a preference on your apples? Um, Yeah, I like Honeycrisp or Envy because they're part sweet, part sour, crispy. I can't stand red delicious apples. They're just like the worst. They're like all (laughs) mealy and mushy. And I prefer creamy over crunchy peanut butter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I do not like crunchy peanut butter. Oh, my gosh. Keep that away from me. Okay. (laughs) My name is John Frame, and I'm a music producer and sound engineer. And I currently live in Whistler, BC, up in Canada, in the mountains. And let's see. Fun fact about me, I'm a three-time Ultimate Frisbee World Champion. What? Uh Wait, what? what? <laughs> Shut like, up. Where, 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 where yeah, does play, that partake? I, I played <laughs> Frisbee for quite a number of years and um, oh yeah, I was gosh. on the Canadian team. And uh, <laughs> Dude, you're a jock. Wait, I did not even know that existed. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah and I went to Finland and Germany and Japan. What? And, yeah, so. That's amazing. And Canada, Canada wow. was pretty good at Ultimate, <laughs> turns out, so. They don't do it anymore? Do I do it anymore? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I'm in the oh. pasture now. So, Gotcha. Does, is it still like a ongoing sport? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Sport. So it's still so, going. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, it's super fun. If you ever oh, get a wow. chance to watch, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to play that in school. Was not very good at that. Me either. <laughs> 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 I mean, I could kind of like... I don't know. I can maybe catch it. I'm not really good at throwing it straight. I do everything else in sports straight, but Frisbee just like, it's, I, yeah, the holding thing. It's like, it's like maybe every five throws I might get it straight. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I tried it recently and it just immediately fell to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely want to pick me for your team, John. (laughs) Sure. All right, today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about dropping gems by a girl named Jane. Uh, let's start with the lyrics of this song. What is the song about and what inspired you to write it? Um, okay, so I wrote the lyric with a fellow friend of mine and John's and um, songwriter and artist. Her name is Sherilyn Keller. Basically, I just have to tell about how we, how it became, it's a little bit longer story about what inspired it because it it came out of a class we were taking um, by the What's Up Pitches girls. And um, the name of the class was Crafting the Tune. And Mm -hmm. both John and I 
as well as Sherilyn, we're all taking a class. There's just a few of us. It was a pretty small group of people, which was pretty cool. And we all got together with um, three different supervisors and we all got to pick one we definitely wanted to work with, but we could do more than one song if we got to get, it was, it was kind of confusing as to how we all got to do more than one song. But me and John had done a couple songs and um, Sherilyn wanted to do one more. So um, she contacted me or John or both of us and said, hey guys, you know, you want to get together and do a song for um, for Sammy Posner. Sammy at the time was doing briefs for um, a show. What was the name of the show, John? Remind me. Uh, it was Young Dylan. Yeah, Young Dylan. And she was doing a, a horror movie too. But what I remember is that she was looking for like a TikTok song. And mm. Sherilyn, like, you know, it was her group. We're like, okay, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, I definitely don't want to do the horror. Mm. And then there was, I think there was another one that involves strippers or something. And she's like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, let's do, <laughs> let's do the other one. Um, and they were looking for a song that was TikTok worthy. Mm. And we're like, what does that even mean? So of course, right. all of us got together, did our own research and we're like, oh my God, there's all kinds of different songs on TikTok. Like it was really hard to like, what is a TikTok song? And like, right. I think the only thing we could like surmise was that TikTok songs are usually really earwormy. They're usually pretty catchy, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we had that to draw on and we knew we wanted to do something positive. Um, so that's kind of how it all um, started. So I had already had the idea for a song called Dropping Gems because of all the time that we spend um, in these social media rooms mm -hmm. and on Zoom and Clubhouse and stuff. And um, I don't even think it was on Clubhouse at that time, but that phrase gets used a lot. And it's actually an older phrase. It's been around for a long time in, in different subcultures for a while. Um, you know, dropping gems, which just simply means like, you know, dropping wisdom, you know, sharing it with everybody. And so I just thought that was a really positive thing and a big component in a lot of the groups that we all belong to. So that's kind of the seed of how the lyric began. Yeah, I I actually never heard that phrase until you told me about it, which is really interesting. And then ever since then, I hear it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I see it like all the time on Instagram. And then every now and then when I go on Clubhouse, I'll hear that phrase too. So it was uh, really interesting for me because I literally thought you'd like invented this saying. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like everyone is using this now um but yeah I'm not that cool <laughs> but that was that would have been so awesome <laughs> so you said you had like the idea of this already did you just present it to John and Sherilyn and then kind of write the lyric and melody out together with everyone or or was it more like a solo thing first I think um John and Sherilyn and I if I remember were in a room um, together at first and me and Sherilyn kind of started it and then John joined in and we were just kind of going through like the basics of maybe what we wanted mm -hmm. and they were kind of just asking John what do you think and he was you know chiming in and um, but once we got it rolling Sherilyn and I finished the melody and the lyric while John started on the ideas because as we often do there's usually some sort of reference 
to go off of. So already, you know, John was like, you know, thinking, okay, well, let's put some stuff together. Um, and he can say more on that, but yeah, basically we, we finished it together. And, um, I just have to say that Sherilyn was amazing. I wish she could be here today, but she couldn't be, but she was a great songwriting partner. She's just a really super strong lyricist and, I felt like she elevated my game and also, you know, pushed me to like, you know, make sure that every little section, you know, was, was kind of catchy and memorable in its own little thing. Cause there's a lot of little sections in this. There's mm-hmm. pre-choruses and little B sections. And there's a bridge. There's two different tags. <laughs> this Poor John. <laughs> this song has a lot of freaking sections. I think you probably secretly wanted to kill us um, because there's a lot of sections. (laughs) But um, yeah, we just wanted to have fun and have lots of, you know, memorable little moments for people. But like the one, the one melody that's like the most important was the chorus. And Mm -hmm. half of it was doing really well. Half of it was kind of monotone. And it was Sherilyn who's like, you know, like sat with it for a while. And the next day was like, hey, you know, can we work on this? I think we can make this catchier. And I'm like, all right. So we literally just, you know, sat for, you know, half an hour on Zoom and we're like, how about this? How about this? Oh, that's working. And then, you know, wound up making it, I think a much stronger chorus melodically. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, you should know, because this is a brief, getting back to the class, once we finished it, you know, kind of going fast forward and back to lyric, when we presented it um, to Sammy, I won't say too much more about the experience except that she did comment on the lyric and mm-hmm. um, we'll get back to that later. But she there, she did say, she's like, Hey, I really like the chorus, but I think that the lyric could be even more personal. And I was like, but it is totally personal. It's like from my life, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I think it could be more personal. And we're like, all right, back to the drawing board. Let's work on this a little bit more. So it's always so different when you're writing for yourself or writing to brief and there's a supervisor involved. Right. But um, I'm still really, you know, happy with, you know, what we ended up with. But anyway. Yeah. John, did you find it difficult trying to piece uh, like skeletal, a skeletal production together while these ladies were finishing the lyric and the melody? Mm, Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny because um, as, as they were working on it, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to try this. I'm going to try it. They were like, no, you got to wait because <laughs> we've got these ideas and, and like, you know, we don't want, we don't want something else to like influence this. So we want to get, mm. like, we just got to get these ideas down and, mm-hmm. and get our melodies set. And then, you know, then you can kind of take off on it. So that's kind of what happened. Um, I sort of took the cue from, I was just looking at the dates on the files and stuff. And yeah, it was pretty much when they were kind of rounding out the first round of almost the entire song and most a lot of the melodies then that's when I, I started taking off on on some of the sketches so yeah it was pretty interesting I mean as far as um I think from the brief as well because I I don't know if we totally knew what style we were going for mm-hmm. uh, but not at first, I don't think. The, I think the only thing that informed us was uh, that beatbox that I came up with. I knew I wanted to do the beatbox. So that mm. poor, poor, poor John, too, that drove him crazy. It's like, no, we need to have the beatbox. So we kind of knew that we maybe wanted to do like something with a little reggaeton vibe. But other than oh, that. Okay. Yeah, actually, the beatbox just was kind of funny because um, 
Jen started sending me these beatbox <laughs> voice notes. And I was like, okay, do you, do you, do you want to like beatbox this song? And then I put some music. Basically he said, Jen, you're not that good at it. You sure you want to do this? Did, and I'm like, no, you're going to fix it. <laughs> you're going to make it sound so good. So, yeah. So then, so then I was like, oh, okay. So I'm supposed to really like mangle this thing and, and make it into like percussion. And so, but then it was kind of cool because it gave me a lot of ideas to go on. Yeah, was that the first thing that you tried to piece together with the production? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, that was... Yeah, aside from the lyrics, uh, you know, I had some bass lyrics, but mm-hmm. that was the first idea, kind of production idea, which was, um, yeah, you know, Jen was like, a, you know, I think this should really kind of be the backbone of what's going on. And uh, yeah, it turned out it was pretty cool. So we sort of worked on that. And that I think that put us into this, I don't know, I would say it's like Latin reggae trap dance kind of fusion Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah that certainly kicked it off was that like a part of the brief or you guys didn't really Mm -hmm. have any production references for the brief I don't think we did. Did we? Just like I don't think we did, John. No. I think it was just TikTokable. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the other briefs um, definitely had genres, but they they left it totally wide open. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, because normally I feel like you, you know, get production references. So I wasn't sure if that also influenced the direction that you guys took for this production. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we, I think along the way, we basically picked up references of our own. Um, mm-hmm. which, yeah, it did span like Latin and and dance and and reggaeton and things like that. So, well, there's a lot of ear candy in this uh, production. So, what was the most difficult thing um, when piecing this production together? I feel like it sounds like it's the beatbox, but you know, was there a point where you guys were kind of sitting with this after maybe Jen tracked the vocals um, where you guys were just like, this doesn't sound complete yet? Uh, I mean, yeah, I would say uh, there's probably a couple little parts, but we had one kind of major pause where we were trying to sort of cement the chorus a little bit more and kind of come up with we felt like we were trying to come up with another hook um Mm. to make it happen Mm -hmm. and um I don't know we kind of went back and forth a bunch of times and then sort of just ended up with there's sort of like this three kind of hit notes that happens and it's like that's which really just that was ended up being what we what we settled on as as kind of like the the hook and the core or the musical part of the chorus um that just hits but yeah it seemed like i was kind of rotating through like piles of sounds and we were like no that's not it that's not it <laughs> so finally finally got to something 
It's so true. They were like, yeah, I think those are the two things that were the most labored. One was like the beatbox being like, no, that's not quite right. That's not quite right. And until John's like, we're like, oh my God, that's so perfect. And then, yeah, dun, 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 dum, 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 dum. We're like, it's too reggae. It's not reggae enough. It's <laughs> everything in between. And he's like, okay, I'll keep going through sounds. I'll invent sounds. I'll layer sounds until finally it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, we like it. Well, you guys have this uh, like element. I think it's going out of the bridge and if I remember correctly it's on your vocal I don't really know what other word to use besides glitch um but then it sounds like it's like spinning out of the bridge like going into the last chorus um, oh I, lo- I know what you're talking about yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. one that goes it's like almost like a tongue twirl yes. is it tongue twirl or is it that one there's a couple of them Ooh. Well, I, I think it's what I call is it's like a bubble sound. <laughs> Are you talking about the the one? That goes, yeah, yeah, that one? yeah, yeah. Yes, but it starts like that. on your vocal, I think, right? Or you have something. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's like a timing 218. It goes before the last chorus. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Was that, um, what was the decision on that? Was it? That was all John. And I think nice. I heard it when I fucking love this. Oops, excuse me. Can I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That was, I was, I was just messing around with, um, there's a bunch of effects that, um, Autotune has just mm-hmm. built in. And so I started like putting on some crazy stuff and, and I was like, well, I can't do that for the whole vocal, but, but <laughs> I can, I can just like automate it for a little part and it turned out to be kind of cool. I want to know what your favorite lyric is in this song. Who goes first? You go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I have a couple. I have one that's an ode to Sherilyn. So um, when we were putting together the different parts and we were talking about, about kindness, you know, we have in the chorus, it says, you know, giving flowers because kindness wins. Giving flowers is another. I mean, this really kind of what the chorus is, is kind of a a laundry list of like mm-hmm. some current tags, you know, and current acronyms or sayings or whatever. And, right. you know, social media, like spitting facts and um, dropping gems, um, giving flowers is another thing they say a lot, especially with in conjunction with dropping gems and kindness wins. But um, Sh- Sherilyn put another spin on it, which I really like, which is like the second tag off after the bridge. And I, um, she'd done a little bit something different than this and so we put it together but it's basically her idea she says I said it before I'll say it again let's go full send on a kindness trend and I thought that was just a really you know going full send I really love the way that sounds it's such a good rhyme and Mm -hmm. you don't hear that say it said much so Mm -hmm. I really like that and then um The other one I like, which is, you know, there's nothing clever about it, but where love is love, period. I just love that because I just want that to be reverberated Mm -hmm. into the consciousness over and over and over again. So where love is love, period, I think is my fave. John, do you have one? Yeah, I'd say like maybe, yeah, I was trying to think about it. I was was going through it. I think maybe the pre-chorus actually I like, which is just... I mean, just the line says, um, easy to see where all this darkness ends and how about instead mm. of sort of kindness trend. So it's mm-hmm. the way that, the way that, um, 
it kind of went as a pre-chorus was sort of like um you know just a turnaround of a song right because it's it's um sort of making that statement and then you sort of go into this chorus of you know talking about all these great things that we can do so which was interesting actually because when i was I was doing the music part for the the pre-chorus. I I kept coming up with all these sort of like dark things. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, then it was like it's too we, dark. We all love dark. So, we all love the dark sounds, guys. Totally. Pulling back, I was like, no, no, like, yeah. And it's still got a darkness in there because we have, which Lisa yeah, and I, yeah, it's a I recurring theme. It's a re- recurring theme with me and Lisa. We have our our. Um, our lower vocoded selves that we torture all our um, co-writer producers with that we call Jacques. And so there is a little Jacques that, that um, John put in there for the Mm pre-chorus, which is, which is really cool. So um, yes, I still think it's got an edge to it, John. And and I think it makes sense. Yeah. I think it made sense because it's saying it's easy to see where all the darkness ends. I mean, I guess it would be cool to, juxtapose that with something light but everything else was light so it's, right. it has this little dark moment for a second do you guys have a favorite production element i do <laughs> yeah go for it um so yeah i mean well i have a few of them obviously but <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably the my favorite one is um in this in the second verse and actually kind of carries through the rest of the song there's like a, a bell sound. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I totally have that one written down. I love that one so much. So, yeah. So, uh, I, you know, as, as you kind of do when you're building up the production, I was like, okay, I need, I need some other interest here for verse two. And then um, I just remember I was kind of like cycling through all my libraries and sounds of bell sounds and various things. And I was like, no, like nothing nothing sounds good. And I was sitting here um, and I have this, this like ceramic, it's like a handmade ceramic dish that's on my desk. And I just happened to have like, uh, for, (laughs) I don't know, I don't know why, but I had a screwdriver sitting there too. And I was just started hitting the ceramic dish with the screwdriver, just out of like, you know, fidgeting. (laughs) (laughs) And then it made this sound, and I was like, oh, my God, that's the sound uh, that I want. Yes. I don't think I know. I don't, did you tell me this? <laughs> I thought I did, but. I'm, oh, my gosh. I don't think so, I remember hearing this. It's yeah. so funny. So I was like, I have to record that right now. Mm-hmm. And I recorded, like, three different versions of it, like a hard hit, a soft hit. And a, and and then as soon as I put that in and basically put it into, like, my sampler and and then put that little thing together and it's got a few different um you know hits to it mm-hmm. but it was yeah it was perfect homemade sounds are the best yeah i was gonna say i love when people do that rather than just like going up on the internet and pulling from someone else and i don't know it just, it's really cool. Yeah. Something organic about it. Yeah. Jen, do you have one? Um, yeah. So, I mean, a few of them, like, as we were talking about it, were mentioned. And then, yeah, I had that one down too. Um, uh, John at like timing 111 introduces this really cool 
electric guitar riff. It just kind of goes. Oh, yeah. It's like really high. Yeah. I just loved it. It's like when I heard that, I'm like, okay, that's got to come in again. We need to hear that again. It's so freaking cool. And then the other thing that hasn't been mentioned is I love that John embraced the bomb bombs. So um, originally when I wrote it, I'd, I'd gone, you know, bum, bum, bum. And, and then when he like did his magic and did some stuff and sent stuff, some stuff back to us, I realized that he used them in other places in different ways and layered. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I, I never intended for so many, but I really like that. Nice. Yeah, I really love the production on this one. I mean, I told you guys I really like that element um, going out of the bridge as well I think that was like really caught my attention on first listen I don't know I just I really loved it I I wanted to learn more about the intro and the outro I've been saying this all on my show a lot lately like intros as everyone knows are extremely important nowadays Um, trying to hook in that listener really really quickly I think the stats now are like three seconds you have so was it difficult for you guys to figure out the intro or did you kind of know right off the bat that you really wanted to get right into it? John, do you remember? I think we tried a few things. I don't think we toiled over too long, but there, I don't think there was, I don't think we went like, oh, this is it. I think we did experiment a little for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think we started off with like, the two of those bump bombs is like as the start <laughs> and then um, yeah and we're like we need more <laughs> or and i i think it was it was just we both or all three of us liked the lyric which is just um i want to live in a world you know and so we basically just took that and then put it at the start and then yeah i mean it was i think it was your idea jen that you wanted you wanted to come from basically almost you know, where somebody does, doesn't know what you're saying to all of a sudden it becomes clear and then it goes into the verse, right? So it's it's almost like trying to pull someone in to the song because you're like, what are they saying? And then mm-hmm. it starts, so. Almost like um, when you're trying to, not as crazy, but we're, when you're trying to get something coming in on like, say, a, a CB radio or something. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and you're like, it's coming in. The signal's not really good. The signal's right. not really good. Oh, here it comes now. It's clear. And then it's like it hits you. Oh, yeah. That's a good analogy. I hear that now that you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> what about the outro? Did that take you guys a while to figure out how to end it? I don't know, Jen. What do you think? I feel like... I feel like this, I feel like we toiled less over the end than we did in the beginning. Mm. I think this was one of those songs where coming back around to the, to the intro felt good. Like it doesn't always work, but I thought Mm. in this case it, it did. So yeah, I think just doing that little end tag and, and then ending it abruptly also felt good with the bomb bomb. So yeah, I don't think we toiled too much on that one. Yeah, we also know in sync, especially, you do not want to fade. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. I feel like, you know, if the editor wants to, like, you know, wants it to stop, they can just make it stop. Because <laughs> I feel like artistically, uh, honestly, like, if artistically I feel like a song needs to fade, it's going to fade. I'm. I, that's the one thing. That's the one 
there's certain ways in which I won't compromise for sync and that's maybe one of them. And this, this one, it just worked out great. Right. So it's like, if it's 50, 50, then maybe we'll go with a, the dead stop. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's actually, I think, yeah, that's actually really interesting for, I, I didn't know that you like for you fades are really a, like an artistic choice. It's funny because I was taught that fading is a cop out. Like they just, if you're fading because you don't know how to end your song. Um, so yeah, I never knew that about you though, that like you're not opposed to them. Um, yeah. And also too, um, I like to break rules and norms. So right, if someone right, right. tells me I can't do something, I'm like, watch me. Yeah. How about you, John? I mean, on that topic, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> does, does it seem like fading is an old school uh, mm-hmm. technique, right? Like if you yeah, listen yeah. to songs from 70s and 80s, like I think everything fades. Right. <laughs> it's just what people did. And um, now, yeah, now the emphasis is more like on, you know, tight endings all the time. It, maybe it's like fading is kind of like an artistic you know, differentiator, but who knows? Um, I, as far as this song is concerned, yeah, I mean, it, it, it just, I don't think we, yeah, I think we spent probably like 10 times the amount of time on the intro as we did on the outro. The outro just seemed to wrap itself quite easily with the bomb, bomb mm-hmm. stuff there. So, well, I know you in the beginning of our conversation, Jen, you briefly mentioned something about the lyrics were you insinuating that you reworked the lyrics like once this was finished? Oh yeah, we totally did. Um, I tried to write down, I found um, an old voice memo because I had forgot exactly what we changed. And I found, um, so verse two, so, you know, the verses are like, as I'm reading it here, like the verse, the verse one is like, uh, more like maybe like in person, you know, like, um, having a conversation where maybe two people are talking and, um, someone annoys the other person and you're like, you know, Hey, like, I know that if I keep going down this road, it's just going to get louder and louder, but, you know, sometimes, I let it get away from me. And then I feel like I'm at fault too. And that's kind of what verse one's about. Mm-hmm. And verse two is more like um, doing the same thing, but online <laughs> when you see something that someone posts and it pisses you off mm-hmm. or annoys you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I'm going to have a conversation about it, knowing that it's just going to go to a place where it's just not good. And I should just ignore it and be the bigger person, but allow myself to get sucked in. So, um, both those things got more personal, but originally verse two about that situation. So right now it says, uh, let's see, let's see what it, where, what it used to say. Um, I wrote down, oh, yeah, it used to be um, captured by the clickbait. I got sucked in to all the provocation and plenty of spin. So um, I think I was trying to be extra clever. Mm. And the very wise Sammy Posner said, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) But again, I think it could be more personal. So that's when it became 
you know, what it is now, instead of captured by the clickbait, it was, I saw what you had posted. Um, you know, it drew me in and, um, instead of, um, you know, plenty of spin. It's like, here I go again. So it did, you know, it's like at first when someone says, Hey, I think something can be better. You have to just kind of like take it, stop, breathe. And then you go, cause sometimes I think, I mean, for me anyway, when I already love something and someone says it could be better, um, you want to be like, well, this is good, but, and it's like, you get lazy. Like you don't want to be challenged to make it better, but then you like, you know, that it probably can be better. So it's like worth, sometimes it's worth going back and just like digging in a little deeper. So, um, so yeah, so I'm really thankful to, to Sammy for that. Well, I have a question as if I wasn't asking questions already. (laughs) If you guys weren't writing this or I should say, if it wasn't for the brief, and say, you know, you just, you didn't have this and you didn't have Sammy at the time, would you have kept the original lyric? Possibly, because Sherilyn already liked it, but John might have said something. So when John and I first got together and started writing, Mm -hmm. um, I remember saying to John, just freaking tell me if you don't like something Mm -hmm. because John's a more mild mannered person than me. Mm -hmm. He definitely has opinions and he has strong opinions, but I'm more apt to be like, nah, that's not working. Where John's like, you know, like I said, he's just super mild mannered. So I remember the first time where he like said to me about a song, like something wasn't working. I was like, oh, and we went back to drawing board. And then he was like, oh, thank you. Like for making, for making this, the safe place, you know, where we can like tell each other what we want mm-hmm. about something because ultimately it's a um, collaboration. Right. So even though there's an artist head on the song and, you know, I have to feel what I'm singing, it's still a collaboration mm-hmm. and I want everyone involved. I think we all want everyone involved to be happy with it. So um, yeah, if John hadn't said anything as Sherilyn hadn't, um, and Sammy liked it, it would have stayed. I'm glad she said something because I do think it feels more personal now. So, mm-hmm. but that's the lesson I can take to the next song right. I write and the next song I write. I mean, it's okay to be clever, but you know, certainly more people are going to, um, you know, relate. So, um, and then to get to the backstory of me and John. So like John and I had already known each other from another, um, situation with there's a group called um uh 206 Mm -hmm. and they're a group of songwriters who formed a publishing um sync company and um they also decided a couple times you know during 2020 um maybe even before 2020 to have um I guess, for lack of a better term, a song camp mm-hmm. where they invited a whole bunch of us to get together. And um, John and I got hooked up with another writer. And um, it was it was a really difficult collab. And again, you know, John was like really mild mannered. And I remember walking away from that collaboration um, thinking 
this is a very talented person, but I felt like I didn't get to know him because me and the other girls' personalities were so loud um, and nothing really ever happened from that situation, but I remembered him. And then, so when I came back to crafting the tune with the What's Up Pitches girls, um, I was like, oh, it's John. It was like, it's like, I know someone here. <laughs> I mean, I knew everybody else too, but I felt like I knew John a little bit better. So that was really, really cool. So we just automatically, I mean, I want to hear your perspective from that job, but we automatically like, you know, we're drawn to each other because we'd known each other before. So um, I was excited to work with him. I, I'm not sure from his perspective how we got together, but we did. Yeah, no, no, that's the story. Um, <laughs> kind of funny because I, I went back and uh, I went back and re recently listened to that first song that we tried to work on. And I was like, yeah, that that wasn't very good. Oh no, no, <laughs> no. Oh, it was no. it was not. It was it had no direction whatsoever. It was oh. it was all over the place. But that's yeah, you know well, we we don't know each other, so it that happens. Yeah. It was that was kind of a it was sort of like this this you know speed songwriting thing. But oh. anyways, it it's kind of funny because that that sort of um, you know kicked it off as far as um, getting to know each other. And yeah, when when the class came around. I think it was initially it was like, oh, yeah, I know who this person is and, you know, that we tried to work together before and and maybe we should have a go of it. But what was interesting is that um, I think we agreed to, like, do a song mm -hmm. and then we started working on the song and pretty quickly after that decided that we should just do another song because we could do two songs for this class. We ended up doing three, obviously, because we when pulled in Sherilyn. But I think pretty pretty quickly what happened was, you know, there's a lot of people in this class and of varying abilities and a varying, you know, dedication to what they're doing. And I feel like um, just, yeah, in this collaboration, we both saw each other as like, okay, this is a mission that we're on. We're both fully committed to this mission and we're going to, you know, regardless of what's going on, you know, in our life right now, we're going to approach this very professionally and do like an absolute best job that we possibly can. And so I think because we both had that same approach, then we ended up, you know, kicking out three pretty good songs, actually mm -hmm. four, I think out of this whole thing. But mm -hmm. Yes. I agreed with, with all of that. And it was, it was a gift really like you know it's it's hard to find people that you where that happens where that is there's that synergy at the right right place right time basically is what it was right place right time and both really wanted to make it happen and there was also even though when you're starting to get to know someone there's always a little bit of back and forth but I think we also quickly realized that um we communicated well and we collaborated well and there was a lot of give and take and um i know i learned a lot from john and i hope he learns a little bit from me too so that's always really cool as well yeah well the the way that you guys uh talk about this particular song it doesn't really seem like you guys hit any like huge roadblocks um it sounds like this one in particular came together really naturally um but were there any Roblox at all? I, I mean, sure. Yeah, there's, there was a little Roblox. I mean, I think the, like, me trying to figure out the beatbox idea mm -hmm. <laughs> was hard. It took a while. Um, <laughs> because, 
even though we talk in a certain language, sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I guess it's an age old thing of, of, um, you know, producers and artists trying to meet on the same, you know, translation of, of things to figure out what the vision is. And so for most of the time, like in our other songs, I think, I feel like it was a little more seamless in in some of the stuff that we did in terms of the vision of the song and all that. And, and this was, kind of, it did kind of stump me for a little while as okay. to figure out like what was going on. So I don't know, Jen probably got frustrated with me sort of saying like, so like, do you want this? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so probably got in there. And then the only other thing I was going to say is, is, uh, as Jen knows, I'm a, like, I'm a big, you know, synthesizer fan so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm um yeah we're talking about you know thing, things that are in our studio but i, I have this profit synth so um i'm always trying to sneak it into these songs yeah <laughs> we know we know <laughs> so jen so was like no we can't do that and then and then in the end, I did sneak in a couple of really long You did. You still figured out a way to like sneak it in <laughs> in a couple of cool ways. Um, yeah, I think I echo everything John said, except getting frustrated. I didn't really get frustrated because I kind of just kind of knew from working with him before that mm. it would work out. It just yeah. might take a little bit longer. So he's right. The other, as seamless as you think this sounds least, that the other, the other three recordings we did were more seamless mm-hmm. um but i think part of that was because they also those other ones um were also the briefs and they had a lot more we had a lot more references we had gotcha. a we had um, a really strong like um you know starting and ending spot we knew where we were going mm-hmm. for this one we were kind of just playing so it i think it took a while it wasn't until we got maybe three quarters of the way done where i think we both felt like oh now it's shaping up. Like, I don't think we knew it was going to be what it is now. Like I definitely in my head didn't like have this finished product in my head. And honestly, I can't think of a song right now. I mean, maybe you guys can, but maybe I'm too close to it, but I can't think of another song. This reminds me of per se. Um, Maybe there's odes to some different stuff and, you know, sounds, but I don't know. I don't really know a song that sounds like this one. It's kind of weird in a cool way. So mm-hmm. I like that. And I think once we got to the place where we were like three quarters of the way through, we're like, ah, I like what this is turning into, but we had no idea. That was kind of like um like a really happy realization because, you know, John had been working so hard on it and just massaging all the little parts and stuff and trying to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I guess I would just add to that to say, yeah, you're right. When when you have very clear references of some of these other briefs, then you're like, mm-hmm. okay, the song is probably going to sound, you know, similar to this stuff. It's going to be in mm-hmm. this vein. And and this one was really out there. And, and, and for a while, I was like, okay, we're doing some really interesting ideas, but um, is this going to turn out to be something, you know, that uh we're like oh yeah you know we knew this what this was going to be all along because mm-hmm. we didn't but it um kind of surprised us i think in the end that we we're like oh this is this is actually kind of cool so mm-hmm. 
Well, do you guys have any other cool, interesting facts about the writing, the production, or the recording process of the song that you would love to share? I, I mean, just one other thing that I that I was thinking of is, um, I don't know if it's cool, but it's <laughs> it was there's a part there's a part in the song, and I think uh, it's in the bridge or somewhere where Jen's like says a says a line, and then she's like two, three, four, and it's in the song. And when she sent it to me, I immediately cut out the two, three, four because I thought it was just a voice note. We're typing herself in. So. I send it back, and she's like, "Where's the two, three, four? I'm like, oh. <laughs> "I thought that was just you counting." Uh, no, and then, and then I told John I wanted to be two, two, three, three, four, four. He's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Yeah, I wanted to echo." And then so like he did, and I'm like, "No, louder, louder, louder!" I want them to hear it. So yeah, we went back and forth enough for it. I I'm realizing, John, that I. I, I just wrote another song recently where I put that in and I totally took it out because I have a song from a year and a half ago where I'm counting. I'm like, yeah, I like yeah, to count yeah. a lot in songs. I was going to say, like, that's I, a I very I need gen... to do that less. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's a very gen thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I can't have counting in every song. It's in this one, it's in the other one. Maybe the new one I just write, wrote, I think I'll, I'll take it out for a while. We'll, we'll wait for another few years before we count again. So thank you, John, for <laughs> keeping it in this one. <laughs> Jen, do you have any other uh, things that you would love to share about this song? No, just that John's such a good partner. I, I do think about the bridge, too. You know, that was something that was different, too, John, where I had um, given is contagious, I think, was it one or two more times than it is there, um, where I just kept, you know, repeating it. Giving is contagious. Giving is contagious. Kevin is contagious. I kept going with it. And I really liked it. And you're like, no, I think I, I think two's enough. And I'm like, but I kind of, and you're like, no, two's enough, <laughs> but I kind of, no, really, honestly, I played it for my kids. Two's enough. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I give two's enough. I'll get effing used to it. So, and like, you know, it just took a few days. I'm like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I played it for my kids. That's like the the... That was like the perfect thing to say. Yeah, he was yeah, very yeah. Tricky. He's like, it's a TikTok song. Uh -huh. I played it for my kids. I'm like, all right, I'm backing off. Yeah. Yep. Throw it on with the, the big ammo. So. Yep. Yeah. I <laughs> came in clutch. <laughs> the, big, the big guns. <laughs> oh my god! Your kids know they're being used. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you tell everyone where and when they can download and stream "Dropping Gems"? And uh, where they can follow you on social media. Jen, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, well, the planned release date is October 8th, Friday. Um, releasing on pretty much all platforms, Apple Music and Spotify and Amazon and Pandora and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and my socials on IG uh, is a girl named Jane. Twitter, it's a girl named Jane. Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash a girl named Jane. Uh, TikTok, it's a girl named Jane Music. So yeah, and and I actually think that, and Lisa knows this, that I, I haven't actually really participated yet in TikTok. And I think I'm going to try and create a little dance or some sort of special stuff for dropping gems on tiktok so that'll be like 
dropping gems will be the inaugural, you know, content on my TikTok. So yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Like I learned from the best. I'm learning from Lisa. Oh gosh. <laughs> John, can you tell everyone where they can follow you on? Sure. You can follow media. me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is Mabel music, M A H B E L L music. And yeah, I'm, I'm not on TikTok right now, although I have many designs to be. So maybe by the time this airs, I will be. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on SoundScrub. That was a really informative, uh, really awesome. Loved learning how you guys put this one together. Um, so thank you. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa, for having us. to the full song on your favorite music platforms. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support SoundScrub, please visit lisadenae.com forward slash SoundScrub for more details. Thank you for listening. Listen. Listen.